Hi everybody, it's your boy Malcolm Black. Um, coming to you live again. Um, basically, um, I wanted to come on here and tell a story time. And I told them that it was off limits, so I made a little Facebook poll. And um, nothing was off limits. So, what they chose to do, the story time options were um, how I lost my mom. Um, the time I went to jail and everybody chose, um, how I lost my mom, which, you know, was a sensitive topic, but you know, I'm just going to, you know, talk about it. I'm good. Cause I haven't, I've never really told the story and it's sensitive. So this is a trigger warning. Um, she died in 2011 at age 37. So, um, yeah. Okay, so what happened? It was November 10th, 2011. You know, um, I had just gotten off the phone. Well, not the phone. I had just gotten, um, ready for bed. It was nighttime. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was nighttime. So that night, um, we, you know, I had a cell phone. And back in 2011, you know, not everybody had an iPhone, you know, an iPhone wasn't just exclusive to, um, you know, it wasn't exclusive to like, whatever. And not many people had the iPhone because it was 2011, you know, the iPhone 12 wasn't out. So, um, I was on the phone with my friend because back then, like, in middle school, talking on the phone was the thing. I can't talk on the phone now, but in middle school, everybody talks on the phone. That was like, that's all you really did if you had a cell phone. So I was talking on the phone to my boyfriend at the time. And I was also talking to my best friend. We were on the freeway. So basically, um, I was on the phone with them, right? And you know, my mom, she started this this um, seven day uh, medication that it was a trial medication and uh, she was supposed to try it for a week and it was supposed to help with her bipolar. If y'all didn't know, I'm bipolar as well. It runs in my family. Um, they said it was gonna help with her bipolar. Well, uh, she started acting weird every time she took it, you know, she'd be kinda be kind of drowsy and like out of it and you know back then we're like what the fuck's wrong mom like you know because it was basically like like she got to a point where like we had to take care of her a little bit you know what i'm saying like she was always an amazing mother but when she was taking that medication it was only nighttime we kind of had to make sure she was all right and stuff, because she thinks it's so sleepy all the time. So, uh, I was on the phone with my friend and my boyfriend, and, um, you know, we're talking. We're, it, it's an hour in. Um, I come out the room for a second to get me a glass of water, you know. It probably wasn't water, it was probably fucking like a soda. And, you know, she's still acting kind of, funny because of the medication and you know at that point we were kind of used to it you know 
like that night it was a little bit different. Um, she fell asleep like on the couch, recliner. Um, somehow she like um, you know, she just wouldn't wake up. We we tried waking her up at first, but you get she was still she was still going, you know. She had to pass away at that point. Um and eventually we're, eventually we're like, well, I guess we'll wait until it wears off. Then we can tell her about it in the morning. So, you know, we let her rest so she can get it out of her system. Oh, and sidebar, I'm not trying to blame it on the medication. I just, this is something I allegedly believe to be true based off of my experience. Okay, but we were going to wait until she was all right, you know, in the morning. We, we were like, okay, let's just wait until the morning, like we always do, you know? Because at that point, we, we didn't think that her body was reacting to it, like, really bad because, like, you know, she, the next day she'd be fine. So, as I was on the freeway with my friends, we were talking about something. And I can't really remember what we were talking about, but that's irrelevant. But um, I get, I'm still on the phone. And all of a sudden, I hear a scream from my sister. And the scream said, um, Michael, mom's not moving. You know, it was, it was way louder, you know. And all of a sudden, my body was paralyzed. No, my brain was paralyzed. And I, but my body was like frantic and in panic mode. So um, I go in there and you know, when you're younger, you think that your mom's invincible. You think that nothing Super bad can happen to your mom. My mom's so strong. She gets through so much. She's she's amazing, you know. Well, I run out there and I see her life. Life was on the floor. I start to panic like anyone would, but I start trying to calm myself down because I had just learned CPR like two weeks before because I was in high school. I was 16 at this time. My sister, she, my older sister, she ran out in the car, you know, trying to find somebody, trying to find a fireman, you know, trying to find a cop, trying to even just find a stranger. She knocked on all of our neighbor's doors, all of them, and they were home because it, it was about seven o'clock. None of them answered. So, you know, of course we called 911. I was on the phone with 911 because my sisters can't handle stuff like that. And I didn't want them to be able to handle stuff like that. I took on that burden. It wasn't even a burden. I took on that, you know, that role of talking to the ambulance and trying to keep my cool because I've always kind of, um, I've always been able to kind of keep my cool on things enough to get it done, you know? Like, if I can keep my cool and focus, I get shit done. So, um, I'm talking on the phone, she tells me to do CPR. 
that moment, I had already seen my mom's eyes roll back in her head. I watched it. I was giving her CPR, and she wouldn't, she wouldn't move. And I kept giving her CPR. I did everything the ambulance told me to do. You know, tears running down my face. I'm in panic mode. I'm thinking, what are we gonna do without a mom? You know, I'm screaming. You know, my sisters are screaming. My little brother is screaming because he's the one who nudged her and she wasn't moving. Um, they kept telling me to do CPR and I kept doing it. And then, um, she used the bathroom on herself. You're a neighbor. Now everybody knows what sign that means. She, she's gone. Ambulance gets there like 30 minutes later. Like they weren't even that far, but you get there 30 minutes later. And you know, they take her away and she, she's still doing CPR. And I'm thinking like, cause I ha I've had a strong connection with God for a while. I pray every single night, you know. I don't go to church or anything like that, but I pray every single night. You know, I like to, um, I like to think I have, well, I do have a connection with God. So I was praying and praying and praying, and I was like, um, you know, having hope that, you know, they could save her because she was so young. So, She got here quick enough. She, you know, I was expecting. That's not what I heard. The guy told me on the phone. I was like, is she gonna be all right? When is she coming home? And the guy, he got real silent on the phone. Really, really silent. And, um, told you she wasn't going to make it. She was already gone. I felt my whole world crumble. It was definitely the most hurtful thing I've ever had to go through. I blamed myself for a very, very long time because I wasn't able to, to save her and I was the one doing CPR. So I was blaming myself because I was like, you learned this, and you couldn't even save your own mother. Like, I was, I was shaming myself over for a very long time. And because of that, I, I punished myself in certain ways. And I, I don't want to get into that right now. But, that night will forever be in my mind, you know. I... I've gotten to the conclusion that I did it. You know, I did it. Um, I wasn't the reason. You know, it was her turn. Mind you, my mom was a single mother. You know, we didn't really have no father for her life. So because of that, I acted like the father figure. You know, like, because that's how my sisters viewed it. Even though I wasn't, you know. But I was 
I was the middle child, but you know, I was the only big boy. But, um, unfortunately for this story, there's no happy ending. So I'm going to stop it right there. Um, if you have any more story requests, let me know. I'm going to try to get more into that because I feel like I'm not open enough with my supporters and about my life. And I feel like my life can help a lot of people. But, um, anyways, follow me on everything at Malcolm Black and thank you.